everyone and welcome to yet another edition of the Bavarian Podcast Works Post Game Show. This is I Need No Name and today I will be reviewing Bayern Munich's 2-1 loss to Manchester City in preseason at the Japan Stadium. So I'm just going to dive right in because there is not much to talk about otherwise. First of all, we have the lineup. We did not see any new players today because Kim Min Jae was unable to play and no other new signings were available. So we had a very standard lineup of a 4-2-3-1 with Jan Sommer at the back, which is interesting because, you know, he has been linked to a move away from Bayern this summer. Then there was Nusser Matraoui and Alfonso Davies at right and left back respectively. Dato Movecano and Benjamin Pavard in the middle. Then you had Conrad Leimer and Joshua Kimmich at midfield and then there was Jamal Muziala at attacking midfield with a front three consisting of Serge Gnabry at the top and Leroy Sané on the right, Kingsley Coman on the left. Interestingly, Tuchel decided not to start a real striker in Matthew Tell even though Tell did do well in our previous preseason game against Rotak Agern. This is just another case of Tuchel being extremely stubborn as we'll see and as we recap the game. So Well, how did Bayern Munich do, really? And I'm going to preface this by saying I don't think that the game was a disaster like some people on the live thread were making out to be. I think the game was not as good as it could have been, but it honestly could have been a lot worse. I remember we had a game against Man City in preseason last year, too, and that game was a lot, lot more messy than what we saw today and a lot more experimental. Today, I think Tuchel showed us that he is more or less committed to the 4-2-3-1 as an idea, and you could see that in the way the team was structured, the team was set up to play against City. The first half was where we saw... The main 11 is what I would call it, which is where you kind of have to think about how the team is shaping up to perform, really. You saw glimpses of form, rhythm, I'm not sure what you would call it, but you could see some of the automatisms slightly developing. Still, there were a few mistakes at the back that led to City eventually getting their opener, I think, after... 30 or so minutes and it was some guy called McAtty or McAfee I don't know like City have a guy who's an antivirus whatever he scored and well Bayern really did not manage to reply even though there were moments where he did manage to stretch their defense and make Edison sweat a little I think the most important player in the first half was Jamal Muziala as he seemed to be the guy that City really took notice of when he got the ball when Jamal Muziala had the ball He was making passes that made City's defenders actually react and actually, you know, not just cut. They weren't just easy to cut off or easy for them to deal with, which is something that was important. And he is also the guy who got the most shots against, who was it? Edison. Yeah, Edison in goal. Interestingly, on City's side, you had Kyle Walker starting and he was even their captain, which... I don't know what this says about Bayern Munich's pursuit of Kyle Walker, but we were told by Plettenberg that Kyle Walker would not start today. So that's a big L for Plettenberg again this summer. And maybe it means that Walker is edging towards staying at City. I don't know. But, well, in terms of Walker's own performance, nothing much to say here, really, because I had some issues with the way our attack was doing. And I'm going to talk about that once I finish this recap. Second half, second half, you had a complete change in the starting 11 
it was Sven Ulreich coming on in goal. Then the back line consisted of Bunasar, Josip Stanisic, um, who else? Let me, let me just look this up for a second. Give me a second here. Joseph Stanisic, Bunasar. Then there was someone called Tikvich. I, I don't know who he is. And um, a left back named Kratzig. Again, I have no idea. Then there was Gravenberg and Goretzka in midfield. You had Paul Wanner and Gabriel Vidovich joining up with Sadio Mane and Matty Tell up top. So, second half. People thought we were going to get slaughtered because City, they brought on Erling Haaland. They brought on Laporte. They, they kind of brought on some of their heavy hitters. They brought on Rodri and etc, etc. But it wasn't that bad, honestly. Bayern Munich did get pinned into their own half. It was kind of passive. We didn't really press all that much. But it seemed like the game plan more or less worked because City did not really find that many inroads. There were one or two nervy moments at the back, but Ulreich stood tall and he managed to keep the ball out of their goal. So... Good, good on him, really. Then there was the moment that we were waiting for where Sadio Mane released Kratzig on the left and Kratzig finally got behind City's defense. The only time I think today that we actually managed to get behind City's defense, Joao Cancelo was on that side of the defense too, which might have been a factor, I don't know. And, well, he cut it back and in the ensuing chaos, Matty Tell managed to tap it in and great killer instinct on that kid because he had not had a sniff of goal all throughout the game up till that point. That made it one all, and I honestly thought that it would have stayed one all over there, but no, it wasn't to be. Cities turned up the intensity a little bit, and right at the end, this was the goal for Bayern came at the 81st, and then the 86th City got another one. It wasn't Erling Haaland who scored, but Imerick Laporte managed to make it 2-1, and that's where it stayed. Neither City nor Bayern looked like they got any more chances after that, so 2-1 was the scoreline, and honestly, I think scoreline flatters Liddy slightly, because in my opinion, this game was either a 1-all or a 2-all game. You know, it wasn't really a game where either side was particularly better than the other, and let me just explain why. In the first half, I think that Bayern Munich had a decent shape overall. It was a shape that could more or less limit City, except when they were going out wide and onto the right. Nusser Matraoui disappointed me a little bit today. He was not as good with his positioning or his tracking of his man, and that led City, who had sent Jack Grealish out onto that flank to double up over there, get a little bit too much space to work with. This allowed City to stretch Bayern on that right-hand side, which is what kind of led to most of the nervy moments, although it was not the cause of the goal. The cause of the goal was something different. Upamecano, again, mistake to let who that City youngster, whoever it was, I can't remember his name, get get behind him and then he cut it back, which the McAfee guy, he uh, just tapped it in really. And it, there was nothing that Sommer could really do, even though he saved the original shot. I think it was by Julian Al- Alvarez or someone. There was nothing really Sommer could do. But apart from that, I don't think really Sommer had anything to do in the first half because City were not that much of a threat. In fact, I would argue that Bayern Munich were more of a threat. Now, this is where I have the problem with our attack because Bayern's attack, lots of pace and lots of creativity in terms of just dribbling. But when it comes to making the right decision, the right pass, knowing where your teammate is, knowing when and where to, you know, just send the ball so that you can get a shot on target. And then when you're in those positions to shoot, actually knowing when and how and where to shoot, these are the basics that are completely missing from this attack that we saw today. It was a very fluid front four. Muziala was there. He was, I think, 
really good. Sane was there. Sane, his usual self, kinda. He was sort of sharp in the sense that he was causing City problems, but he often kept cutting inside and dribbling into traffic, which is just classic Sane. And it's one of those things that really makes me question what kind of value does he bring to the team? Because often you just see him cutting inside and dribbling straight into a defender and then losing the ball. And that leads to a turnover, counterattack, etc, etc. Everything starts over. So Sane, even though he has his good moments sometimes, it, it just makes this pattern of play that he's from it just makes me question why he's on even on the team sometimes then there was Coman on the left kind of did well trying to stretch City on that side he got behind the defense I think once and got a layoff to Gnabry who did not manage to finish or maybe it was actually Davies who got behind there the thing is that the fullbacks got really high up the pitch today and they even inverted a few times at least Masrawi did Davies was extremely extremely high up the pitch moving with Koman doing overlaps, and that's kind of just what we want to see. The wing play at Bayern Munich last season, at least at the end of last season, was very mediocre, so I'm glad to see Tuchel has decided to improve that. And in terms of just pure wing play, I thought that the play was quite structured, it was quite fluid, and it was the actions in the middle, and especially in the middle final third, that let the wingers down. The wingers themselves were doing pretty decently, and the wing plays and the actions out wide were quite crisp, and more than capable of getting Bayern Munich some goals. The problem was that there was no recognized striker and no true, you know, brain in the attack, someone who could really direct things. If today we had a guy like Thomas Muller and a guy like Harry Kane, or forget about Kane, even if we had Matty Tell in the starting 11 in the first half, I think Bayern Munich could have actually come out of this game with a win instead of a 2-1 loss. And that is maybe... Tuchel's big mistake that he could have started Tell because his killer mis- instinct was really missing in that first half. That could have changed a lot. As for the midfield, I would say that the midfield was pretty decent. I don't think I have any real complaints. There was a moment where they kind of just sliced through, uh, leading to Upamecano getting exposed. But other than that, well, the, it's Kimmich and Limer. They're still a new pairing. They're still getting used to each other. And I'm especially impressed by the way that Limer, whenever he wins possession, he's very quick to send the ball forward to an attacker. And that leads to numerous chances for counterattacks in transition, which, well, that's extremely valuable in the modern game. And especially when you have very fast players up top like Gnabry, Coman, Sané, etc., Otherwise, I really don't have anything to say about this first half. The first half was maybe a lot of general positives, but some specific negatives that I keep pointing out. Second half, second half, Tuchel brought on all the undesirables that I kind of keep using that word because it is... It feels like Tuchel does not want these players on his team right now. These are the youngsters. There's Sadio Mane, there's Matty Tell, there's Saar, there's... All right, these are the guys who are not really favored in the team right now, but I think that they honestly did a good account of themselves. Sven Ulreich, again, as I mentioned earlier, he made quite a few good saves, and he he seems to have a lot better distribution than Jan Sommer, which makes me wonder if just because Manuel Neuer is not around, I think maybe we should give Ulreich a chance instead of having to buy another keeper, because if we expect Manuel Neuer to come back within, I don't know, the first month of the season, then why not give Ulreich the chance to prove himself? Because in this game, he was good at shot stopping. He was good at also keeping with his feet. Then there was Saar. Saar actually, 
it's it's crazy to say, but Sar actually looked like the better right back today compared to someone like Matrawi. He was not phoning it in. He was giving it his all. He was pretty much insurmountable on that left hand, sorry, on that right hand side, and he even got forward a few times with some pretty decent plays. So credit to Sar. I I, I did not expect that. Now that doesn't mean that I want him necessarily to stick around and maybe become. I don't know, maybe become our main backup right back, but it at least shows that he has something left in the tank and maybe, just maybe, he has something left to give if we are unable to sell him this summer. Then you had Matty Tell, who, apart from the fact that he finished the only chance that he had in the second half, that Bayern Munich had in the second half, he was, in my opinion, very impressive with his general hold-up play and his general link-up play and... I just don't see why Tuchel doesn't trust him more. I, he, he seems to show all the qualities of an elite striker in the making. And it would be so much easier if we had just given him some chances last season instead of having to spend a hundred million and God knows how many months negotiating for someone like Harry Kane only for him to be 30 years old when he come here. And then who knows what will happen? What if Harry Kane flops, for example? What do we do then? So... It would have been nice if Tell had gotten more minutes and if he had just started in the first place instead of someone like Gnabry who was quite invisible in the first half in terms of just getting any kind of threat on goal. But at this point, it just feels like Tuchel is a lost cause on that front. He seems to have decided that some of these players are not really in his plans as far as the first 11 is concerned and he's not going to use them, which concerns me a lot, honestly. As far as the game overall is concerned, not that bad. Again, it could have been better, we could have won, but it's preseason and City are further along in their preparation than we are. So, not exactly anything to ring alarm bells about. It's not a repeat of the quarterfinal, like some people are saying. And, well, I do hope that we do see some more improvements, especially in the pressing. I saw some good signs today, but it could still get better. It's still not at the level that we saw under someone like Hansi Flick, but it's it, it can get there if he tries, if he keeps trying. The thing I have to talk about here is Tuchel's body language. Tuchel always looks frustrated on the sidelines. He looks like players are not doing what he wants them to, but he never seems to get up and actually tell them what he wants. You look at someone like Pep Guardiola, he was literally walking around, he was constantly yelling, constantly shouting instructions to his players. Tuchel just sat there and looked like he wanted to die. You know, and I don't know, what does he expect? Isn't he the coach? Shouldn't he be out there telling his players, hey, hey, do this, do that, come on. Like, I I just expected a lot more intensity from him, especially since I know he can be a pretty intense guy on the sidelines. I just don't know what's going on with him right now. He seems a little bit a little bit muted compared to what I would expect from a Bayern Munich coach. And these players do respond to that sort of animated instructions from the sidelines. So maybe Tuchel needs to change that up a little bit. Maybe give the guys a little bit more of a kick in the ass if you know what I mean but yeah that's pretty much all I have to say thank you for listening this was I Need No Name reviewing the post game of Manchester City's 2-1 win over Bayern Munich you can find us on Twitter at Bavarian FPWorks I don't know if it's called Twitter anymore it isn't called X anyway whatever you can find us there on Bavarian FPWorks you can find us on Spotify Apple Google whichever podcasting platform you like to use you can check out our blog for match observations and match awards and we will see you next time thank you for listening and good night or good afternoon I don't know what timestamp this is gonna go all that